Hello, and uh, welcome to the uh, first episode of what's hopefully a long-running new podcast for me, uh, Prashanta, and my friend Dexter. How's it going, Dexter? Hey, I'm doing well tonight. Ready to get this going. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We've been talking about this for a while, so, you know, excited to get this uh, off the road finally. So, um, you know, I guess the first thing that we were thinking about talking about was kind of NFL free agency. A lot of stuff is happening there. A lot of news, a lot of players being moved, trades and stuff like that. So what have you kind of seen as being like the biggest move so far in free agency, Dex? The biggest move I see in free agency has to be, I believe, Tom Brady going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that for sure. You know, he's kind of probably the greatest quarterback who's ever played, and to have him move to another team was kind of unforeseeable at the time. But I guess this is like kind of what happens to all the good players, you know, like Joe Montana being in Kansas City or, you know, even in other sports like Michael Jordan being on the Wizards eventually and stuff like that. Um, you know, it rarely ends up well for these guys where they end up on the same team for their whole career. So, how do you think he's going to do in Tampa Bay? Do you think that with all those receivers and that? Bruce Arians, a good offensive like coaching and offensive team that they have there. Do you think that he's going to do well there or like, continue his winning streak there? Do you think he might win another Super Bowl even there? He will not win another Super Bowl there. I believe that he has a lot of weapons. I like the team. I like the defense. I just like Patrick Holmes way better. <laughs> I feel Patrick has the league on hold right now he has the league in his hand and it depends if he's hurt or not if he's not hurt or not I don't see Tom Brady winning the championship even though he went to the NFC I still don't see him being Patrick Mahomes and NFC I feel is a tougher conference uh, than the AFC uh yeah for sure he's going to a really tough even division he's going to be playing against the Saints I mean if the Falcons improved the Falcons were in the playoffs like a couple of years ago that was like a pretty good team so Falcons improve um, you know, maybe the Panthers, they just signed Teddy Bridgewater, you know, they'll have a high draft pick, maybe they get better or something. So, you know, there's, he's, he went into a tough division just now. So, you know, it's not guaranteed that he's necessarily going to succeed there, but I think that they'll probably be a pretty good playoff team there, you know. Yeah, I just, I thought about it first when I first heard the news, I was really hyped about it. I thought that I was like, man, Tom was about to get another one. But then I really, really thought about it. And I thought about, you know, Seattle still being okay. I really like Dallas's chances this year. I like um, LA. I like the Rams, actually. I really do like that. And in the Chargers, if we they have a better quarterback, I don't like Philip Rivers, but if they had a better quarterback, they could be there. There's so many teams that could that's better than Tampa Bay. I, I really like his weapons. I just don't believe in Tom no more. I don't believe to, the, the league has evolved. You can't just throw the ball and be a pocket passer and expect your team to get a championship anymore. I believe that the last two championships, two teams melt down on Tom. I fully believe, really believe that the two teams that Tom's facing just got rattled or shook. Atlanta that one year was terrible. Yeah, and even uh, Seattle, I think, was like either like a couple of years before Atlanta or something like that. And they kind of got like, you know, they're like the whole thing with the, whether to pass or run on the one yard line or whatever the exact yards left was, you know, even that was kind of thing. So, you know, I agree with that. I guess one thing that I could maybe think of is that, you know, these guys have been playing really well with Jameis Winston as the quarterback. So, with mm-hmm. you know, with Tom in there, I don't know. I feel like maybe with that they could do a lot better with Tom in there. I don't know. What do you think about that? 
I don't know. I, I, you know, to think about the running back, who is the running back right now? Tampa Bay's. I think they have like a bunch of like kind of mediocre guys that they kind of cobble together. There isn't like a really good one running back there. And I think that's what held James Winston back. I feel like the to keep a defense honest, you have to be able to run and throw at least, you know, mid-level. I felt Tampa Bay didn't really have the running. The running game was James Winston at that point. And I definitely know, you know, good old boy Tom is not going to be busting out the pocket like he's Lamar Jackson. So I feel like the defense is going to know what's going to happen. They have amazing receivers, amazing receivers. But the receivers can only do so much. No matter how talented they are, they have to. The defense has to respect a, a decent running game, and I think that's what. That's why I don't think they'll fare very well. Um, I believe in the NFC. There's a lot of ball control. Either you're throwing and you're scoring 45 points, or you're in a 10 point to 17 point game with the Niners. And so I feel like I don't think Tom is going to fare well in the NFC. And like I said, even if he gets out the NFC, because the Niners are picked off. I don't know if you've seen uh, Buckner. Buckner left the Niners, and so did Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, yeah. I think Sanders signed with the Saints or something, right? Yeah, you know. And so I don't believe the Niners are going to be there like how – Everybody thinks they're going to be. I thought they were my dark horse last year only because I knew Bosa was going to come in and make a significant difference. And I know they're going to run a, run the momentum into the Super Bowl. But losing to Patrick Mahomes and them the way that they did the last, like, six minutes, up 10 points, at least kind of a sting. We, as you both, as you me both know, Seattle never recovered yeah, <laughs> from no. the Patriots. You know, and they could have ran the ball with Marshawn Lynch. I just... Yeah, I think, uh, you know, in football a lot more than other sports, I think that kind of there tends to be like one-year runs for a lot of teams in that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where they're kind of exactly. like really do well for like a year and then they kind of, you know, it comes inconsistent after there. So, yeah, I definitely don't know about the Niners for sure. I just looked up the running backs for the Bucks. actually. It looks like they have <laughs> one like all right guy, Ronald Jones. He had like about... All right, 700 yards rushing last year, 400 yards in attempt. You know, nothing great, but, you know, I mean, yes. maybe he does better with Tom Brady in there. Who knows? But, yeah, yeah, for sure. They have kind of a weak running in there for sure. Um, so, you know, I think, is there anything else that kind of was, like, stood out to you in terms of football, or, or do you see anything else? I want to know where Cam Newton is going to go. If you didn't know, the Panthers signed the XFL quarterback, and that's probably going to be this uh, the backup for... Uh, Eddie Bridgewater? For, yes. Yeah, and, and I think they traded a white Kyle Allen to the Redskins or something like that too, right? Yes, they did. And I feel Teddy is up for the task with Carolina. They don't have the same weapons, but that front five... Uh, defensively wise, could hold their own against anybody. And I feel like Teddy could do a big difference. Actually, I felt Teddy was a better quarterback in New Orleans last year, to be honest with you. Other than that other guy, Hill. Wow. What what a guy. You know, what a guy. I don't know about that guy. But, yeah, I think that Cam needs to go to Chicago. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I think... The Bears traded for Nick Foles, right? So I don't think they're probably going to look for another oh, quarterback. I forgot about that. I think probably, um, I think the Chargers maybe could be looking for another quarterback. I think unless they draft someone, I don't know. Unless they draft someone, maybe they, they're looking to draft someone, I don't know. But I feel like maybe the Pats even could look at Cam because, like, you know, they're probably going to want to, like, play well. You know, Bill Belichick is, like, 
older. He's not a young man anymore. I don't think that he's going to want to, like, kind of rebuild his team, take a few years to, like, rebuild his team and find the right quarterback and all that stuff. So I think maybe the maybe the Patriots, I don't know. I think that could be interesting. If, if Cam was to go to the Patriots, everything I said, <laughs> this episode gets thrown out the water. <laughs> With uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, Lamar Jackson, if Cam Newton goes to the Patriots, that would easily be the best team in the AFC, and most likely that would be a clean sweep for the NFL. That the next three or four years would be the year of Cam Newton and the Patriots if Cam was to go to the New England Patriots. You think that they'd be able to, you know, kind of cobble together a better weapon for him than they have for Tom Brady over the last couple of years, or what do you think about that? Yeah, I feel like with Cam, the Patriots will be able to bring together weapons, but in all actuality, Cam is a weapon. Just on and Belichick, Belichick loves the short game. He doesn't really run a West Coast offense, but that short in the flats, he likes to pass it to. He loves his slot receivers. He loves Wells Walker. He loved I forget the other guy. They all were like the same type of. Um, receiver that slot receiver type and then you have the tight ends and we both know how well cam did with greg olson and the running game is okay it was it's okay and with cam i feel like the patriots would just be the most dominant team it would be over i would i could literally bet my house <laughs> that the <laughs> the patriots will win the super bowl if cam noonan became the quarterback of the new england patriots yeah, speaking of Patriots tight ends, did you see uh, Gronk on uh, WWE or anything like that? I think it was his first like introduction into the WWE ever or something like that. And he was like, you know, doing his old Gronk, Gronk thing, dancing kind of crazy or whatever. Dancing, but it was, like, goofy. But look, yeah. wasn't it in front of like an empty like stadium or something like that? Because of because uh, you know they have uh, they're wrestling in front of empty stadiums now, and so like it was kind of bizarre to see. I don't know if you've been watching any of that. Like I've, I've seen a couple of clips of wrestling from like. That empty stadium stuff and it's kind of bizarre because like you know when stone cold is like you know he wants the crowd to like pump him up and stuff like that and he's like doing all that stuff and pretending like an audience is there and no one's there it's kind of funny to watch actually yeah i cannot watch the wwe at this point it was terrible pg era when john cena was the man and it's terrible now i cannot watch i i don't know the crowd being not there and i feel like it's a bad break for drew mcintyre i feel like drew mcintyre was a really good wrestler i feel like he could take the wwe to a, another level um just athletically wise and skill wise but sadly they're doing and for them to make up of the lack of audience and so they're making it a two-part at wrestlemania this year it's just really weird, you know. No crowd, no interaction. It doesn't. It feels incomplete. I don't care how many times they want to like do a massive amount of promos and uh, they show past matches to build up the people that are going to be wrestling in WrestleMania. I just can't watch it. And I I feel really sad for a lot of wrestling fans. I feel sad for the staff and I feel sad for the wrestlers because most of them not are even on the show. So yeah, they're not I, getting paid either. Yeah, it feels like. Yeah, I don't. I haven't watched it in like probably years. I don't know, probably since like early high school or something like that. But yeah, just you know, I caught a couple of clips on Twitter, so thought it was funny to look at that. 
Something about uh, NFL free agency that I actually found was kind of interesting is someone that hasn't been signed yet, which was uh, Jadavian Clowney. Uh, you know, he's still a free agent out there. He's still, you know, this is someone who was drafted really highly. He was hyped up a lot, um, kind of when he was before he was drafted and all that stuff. And, you know, he's still unsigned. He hasn't gotten that big paycheck yet. Do you think that uh, there's a good fit for him, or do you even think that he's going to be getting that big deal this year? He won't begin the big deal this year. He has so many years to prove he was what he was to me. He's just a dirty player. I've seen his last couple of hits, um, very questionable. And so I don't think he brings that that je ne sais quoi for a defensive person on a, on a football team. I don't feel like he brings leadership. I really don't feel like he brings intensity inside the gym. I would never pay somebody that much money just for them because they have a name. I mean, honestly, how really good was he in college? I mean, he was – I mean, he was – okay, I'm not going to act like he wasn't really good, but he wasn't really, really good. The only thing that we really paid attention is when he knocked the helmet off of that player's head. <laughs> yeah, he had that big hit against – I think it was Michigan or something, right? I'm not yeah. exactly sure. And, yeah, and that's how we know him by it. Other than that, he really hasn't – like stuck out like he probably was like one of the first prototypes for that mobile linebacker that everybody likes that pass rusher that everybody likes but if you see denoris buckner armstead i know i'm saying the niners but those dudes could get up and down the field with the wide receiver and so yeah i don't i don't i don't think that he will get any big money him no i don't see it at all what about you yeah, uh, you know, just looking at the stuff like, you know, uh, looking at, you know, kind of his production over his career, you know, it seems like he's been injured like a bunch over his career. You know, the sacks weren't there last year. So, you know, I don't know. I feel like he's probably going to end up signing like a one-year kind of almost like a prove-it type of deal. And then if he does well this year, maybe he gets paid more next year or something like that. But, yeah, I kind of wanted the Giants to sign him, but uh, I think they ended up signing like Leonard Williams or something instead with that money. So, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think he's definitely someone who's probably going to end up signing for one year and then maybe trying to get a bigger deal next year or something like that. I feel like if you couldn't do it in Seattle, you're not going to be able to do it anywhere else unless they're just lacking that position. That's all. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so kind of, you know, with uh, the NBA on hold, uh, football has kind of taken up like all the energy and kind of like the news there. So what do you think um, kind of like the NBA should do once they come back? What do you think the best approach for that would be? You know, play, even different players I've been talking about, maybe have like a tournament or like with all the teams, maybe have some sort of play-in tournament to get into the playoffs or something like that. What do you think would be the best approach to get back into the league? The best approach to get back into the league is to strictly just go directly to the playoffs. I feel like playing into it, you guys didn't, I mean, it stopped just short three weeks ago almost, but more than half the season was played. There was only 20-something odd games left. The people that were already sit, sitting in their seats were probably stuck there, and then the people that were out was probably going to not be there anyway. So just start the playoffs. You see a lot of the players uh, trying to stay in game-ready shape, and I feel like it might be a more edgier playoffs. You have players that didn't get to play all out. You get arrested LeBron James. You get arrested Kawhi Leonard. You get these elements that you wouldn't get from regular season. You need to watch these players play at the highest level without being tired because of the stress. Just go straight to the playoffs. Ain't no point doing that because the only thing you're going to do if you let it go into September for the remainder part of the season, you're just going to just jack up the next season. Just go straight to the playoffs. You'll be all right. 
Uh, yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance to see any of the videos of the guys like kind of on break and stuff like that, whether it's Giannis playing guitar and stuff, <laughs> and stuff like that, and Pat, Patty Mills kind of like playing guitar too. Have you seen any of that stuff there? Yeah, I have. It's really, really funny that <laughs> they're having to do something to distract themselves. I mean, I've seen this virus just get to everybody's mind. I've seen a guy act like he's riding on a pony and his wife hears the the um the horse's a backside. It's just it's just there's a lot of things that's going on. And so yeah, Giannis playing a guitar very much did not surprise me. That's <laughs> Uh, I'm actually seeing something where apparently a player had like a sex tape leak. Uh, Jamal Murray had like a sex tape leak or something like that, and apparently, uh, <laughs> and apparently like uh, C.J. McCollum and Dame Lillard. I don't know if you saw this. They were on the NBA's. Uh, they were actually on the NBA's like uh, main uh, IG feed, like kind of like making fun of them or something like that for having a leak. So I don't know. It seems like they're kind of going crazy, just kind of like. They are. They're bored. Like I mean, Damian yeah. Lillard wants to do a mixtape with Shaq. <laughs> like what <laughs> i was like wow okay like you guys were just talking and beefing and all of a sudden you want shot to feature on your mistake and i was like all right they're they're definitely bored i could tell you that yeah yeah for sure um yeah you know apparently someone told uh cj that his pews that his beard looked like jamal murray's pews or something like that which just <laughs> was which i thought was real funny because they were on like they were literally on the nba's like uh not even on their own personal instagrams like they were on the uh, nba's like official account talking about that stuff so yeah i don't know i think someone the social media managers felt like he had trouble for that or something i don't know but yeah it's just funny to see <laughs> it really really is they just they're bored yeah. Really, really bored. I think the fans are bored too. Like we have nothing. Any any casual novice NBA fan, this is the time for the NBA. And as we could tell it's sorely being missed. There's nothing to do. There's really nothing to do when you get home for work. I mean, of course if you have a family, you spend time with your family, but if you're a guy, you like man or a woman, and if you like basketball, you like to watch that gets you through your day. It's nice to see your your players. Either you think or hope, you know, the New Orleans Pelicans could catch up with the Memphis Grizzlies and your you know, Zion might be able to face LeBron in the first round and how amazing that would be. You know, you have these aspirations when you get home from work and to see this this game that everybody loves around the world and it's just sad that, you know, it's on pause. You can't even watch the PGA. Goodness gracious, <laughs> you know. Uh, I was seeing a story that apparently uh, ESPN is airing like cherry spitting and like beach fizz frisbee throwing and just stuff like that because they're you know so desperate to have any sort of content at all that they're just airing like random stuff like that. Yeah, it's just, it's terrible. I I mean I seen some really cool things on <laughs> Sports Center on Snapchat where I seen a. I think she was like a 13 or 12 year old girl kicking a soccer ball and she was at least like 30 or four, 34 feet away from the basket. She was juggling the soccer ball on her legs and then you know, she kicked it backwards behind her and switched it. I mean, yeah. that was cool. <laughs> you know, apparently we can see people have a lot more talent <laughs> than uh -huh. that. But uh, yeah, I really sorely missed the NBA. I missed free agency. I really, really, really missed March Madness. Um, I don't know who's going to be coming out. I'm pretty sure now that one other brother 
that you saw us get in trouble is probably the number one draft pick because nobody else has nothing to gauge it off of in the NCAA championships or the tournament. And so, uh, which one was that? Uh, Wiseman from Memphis that you're talking about who got in trouble? Yeah, he got in trouble. No, 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 the, no, the brother. The, the oh, number, Lamello? The, you mean Lamello? Yeah, yeah, one of the L ball brothers. Yeah, oh, no, I think that was uh, the middle one. I think. Uh, you know, I'm a fucking nerd for knowing this, but it was, I think it was Leangelo, the middle <laughs> brother, who got who was in China, and he was the one, I think, who got arrested there, and then Trump had to, like, you know, call on them to free him or whatever, I don't know. But yeah, I think it was the middle one, and Lamelo was coming out now, the youngest one, and, and he's actually supposed to be pretty good, you know. He's supposed to be pretty similar to Lonzo, so I don't know. If a team needs a point guard, I guess he'd be good for that. This is supposed to be kind of weak draft anyway, so... Yeah, when you yeah. just told me that his he's supposed to be as good as Lonzo, that didn't give me very high hopes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, Lonzo's improving a little bit this year, but, you know, his free throw shooting is still a little inconsistent, all that stuff. So, um, you know, so I've actually seen some stuff that at the worst case, there could be something like an 18-month, um, you know, something like 18 months of like a hazard or something like that. So, you know, if, if everything is kind of shut down for 18 months, they're, they're probably just going to end up, canceling the season and not having like any sort of champion at all given that who do you think the biggest loser of that would be who do you think kind of would be like the biggest loser of that kind of um hmm. i think <laughs> you want to be honest the biggest loser if the nba is canceled until another year to the next season would probably be the other 31 teams in the NBA besides Brooklyn. That's who I think would be the biggest loser. Because you have Kevin Durant coming back. You have Kyrie Irving. Anybody that had a chance to win a championship, that goes away when Brooklyn gets into town. And they're fully healthy. And they're going to be hungry. And they're going to be ready. And they're in a weaker conference with not a Kawhi and not a LeBron James. And a Giannis Antetokounmpo that easily Kevin Durant could shut down. And so, yeah, well, that's going to be pretty tough. But if you want to say individually wise, um, I would say LeBron. Um, he's older now. He didn't really have a whole lot of NBA legs under him, no matter how great of shape he's in. Um, me being a, a, a faithful Kobe fan, you never know when an Achilles could get you at that age. You never know the smallest injury could just jack up your career. And so I think LeBron would be the biggest loser. I feel like they had the biggest chance that he's going to have to win a championship these next coming years. Um, it's really sad. I would have really enjoyed watching him and Kawhi go at it. I really enjoy watching, you know, if Zion got in, him and Zion in the first round. I would love to see him against Denver. I would have, you know, and I feel like after this year, he's not, he's, he had the legs, but I feel he's not going to be the same. I'm afraid he's going to have that Sean Kemp syndrome a little bit, no matter how many Snapchat, <laughs> Instagram videos he posts at the gym. Yeah, I think that on an individual level, it probably would be LeBron just because, you know, as you were saying, he's an older, he's older now. It's been uh, 17, almost 18 years that he's been in the league now. So, yes. you know, he's someone who's a lot of miles on, you know, a lot of miles on those like older legs and someone who's just kind of played for a while. So, you know, it's LeBron. So anything is possible. Maybe next year, I don't know, he, he does even, I don't know, maybe next year he's in similar shape or whatever. But I think this was kind of seen as almost like a like a last stand for him kind of as like one of the 
you know, premier, like, MVP-level players in the game, almost. And to lose that, I think, would be pretty damaging for him. In terms of, like, a team as a whole, I would say maybe the Bucks, because here's why. I think with that, you would lose an entire year, another year, basically, of, of you know, having Giannis and trying to convince them to resign with the team, right? And if yeah. you're the Lakers, if you lose that season even, you know, I think LeBron proved it a couple of years ago. Like, the Lakers can be bad for, like, years and years and years. They were bad for, like, seven years or something like that, right? From 2013 to 2018, they were bad for, like, five years, ever since Kobe got injured with the Achilles and all that stuff. They had high picks that didn't really pan out for them super well. And they still got LeBron James, one of the, you know, Hall of Famers, all-time greatest players, to come and sign with them. So, you know, because they're the Lakers, they're probably the greatest franchise ever. They're playing the giant market and all that stuff. The Bucks aren't going to get to get that. You know, if the Bucks miss out on this chance and, I don't know, Giannis isn't happy and he wants to go somewhere else, then, you know, they've, they've lost this entire year. They've lost an entire potential offseason and an entire potential postseason where, you know, if they make even probably the uh, concert finals this year, which I think they could have, they probably, they're doing really well this year. They probably would have even made the finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at that, like if they miss out on that chance, I think that that would probably hurt their cause with Giannis, you know, because he would just think to himself, like, look, I've made it this far and we haven't really accomplished anything yet. And like you're saying, if uh, KD and Kyrie come back really well next year and they just beat them in the playoffs next year, then I think he's definitely someone who would be a candidate to leave and like go to, I don't know, whether teams like Toronto and Miami have been rumored for him. So I think that's definitely something that would kind of like hurt the hurt the Bucks for sure if they lost the season, especially because they're doing so well too. Not even thinking about Giannis's contract thing. They're doing really well too and kind of outperforming expectations. So I think the Bucks would be kind of a team that's hurt by it a lot. Yeah, yeah that's true. You know, I, I didn't even think about the Bucks. Yeah. They probably will be hurt the most. I don't agree with you about him going to Miami or um, Toronto. I don't think those teams are built for a guy like him, you know, for him to do really, really well. Um, he comes to the Warriors. I would enjoy him with the Warriors, you know, best shooting backcourt, you know, of all time. Um, and he loves to penetrate, dish it out to the three. You know, what better than a career like, what is it, 43.4 three-point shooter? And Steph Curry, you know, a career 41.7 three-point shooter from Clay Thompson to be have to have them there, and that would be amazing. And that's been rumored too, uh, but definitely not Miami or Toronto. They're not built around – they're not built for him. They're not. Don't don't you think that if they let's say they uh, the Raptors get rid of pretty much like the rest of their big men right and they have I don't know something like Kyle, Kyle Lowry at the one you have garbage um, Fred Van Bleed at the two you have garbage no they're not garbage come on they literally won a chip last year with off those guys backs what are you talking about yeah on a beat up Golden State team where uh, what Steph Curry was hurt Clay was out. KD was out. You had Draymond that was in, and I then mean, like a they're like AD. they're like even second in the in the East behind the Bucks this year. They don't have like a, even a Giannis level player. So you know if you add like Giannis to that team and put him at the five, you know put like a bunch of like they're already pretty good guys around him. I think that team's gonna be pretty good with him in there. I don't know. Garbage. They're garbage. <laughs> they're garbage. I don't care who you put in the middle. Is I mean they did it with Kawhi. Kawhi is he's not human. I think he really is a robot. Um, I think, like, yeah, I mean, if you watch that NBA Finals, anytime Golden State tried to make a comeback or tried to do something, Kawhi went off for, like, 14 points straight. 
to keep them at bay. And so, I mean, he's and there's very few players out there that could do that. I know that could take over a game. Giannis gets nullified when he can't get past that free throw line. If he can't get into the paint, he's nullified. I don't. He's he's been working on his jump shot. It's not consistent enough. If it was consistent, he'll probably make a run at Jordan for the greatest of all time. What I don't think he'll be able to do that. Um, but mm, um, Toronto's garbage to me. I'm sorry. I believe in the coach. I believe in the coach. The coach is really nice. But Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry didn't really do anything. I don't really feel like he did anything a lot. Van Vliet showed up. Um, uh, Pascal Siakam, uh, nice guy, nice fella. I feel like he he's okay. It just really hasn't really translated to me like his game is real, real holy field. I mean, you're saying they're second in the East, but like honestly, who's really in the East besides Milwaukee? I mean, Same. you have Boston, who's pretty good. They have a bunch of good players there. You have. The Sixers, the Sixers have a bunch of good players there. You know, it's not like there's like those teams are all projected to be like ahead of them. You know, they're really outperforming expectations this year. I think it's probably a combination of the coaching and the players. But yeah, um, so I think you were talking about the Warriors for Giannis. Do you think what do you think that they would have to like they would be able to trade for him because you know they've got uh, Clay, Steph, and Draymond signed to pretty much almost max deals all of them, so they couldn't afford to just sign him out, right? So what do you think they would have to trade to get Giannis if you're the Warriors? Andrew Wiggins and everybody else besides those three. <laughs> if, you're the, if you're the Bucks, wouldn't you like try to get a better offer from somewhere else though? Because like I would not want Andrew Wiggins if I'm the Bucks. Like I'd rather probably, if I'm being honest, I'd probably just like get, have Giannis leave in free agency and not take back Andrew Wiggins' contract than to get Andrew Wiggins <laughs> back. To be honest, like when the Warriors made that trade, I was like, you know, you're getting an unprotected pick, which is nice, I guess. But like Andrew Wiggins, I would not want Andrew Wiggins anywhere near my team. To be honest. Andrew Wiggins is just clickbait. He's not really going to stay on the Warriors. He's not the future of the small forward position for the Warriors. I feel like they had to get out of D'Angelo, got a couple picks. Like I don't really feel that Andrew Wiggins is the the guy. You know, I've seen him. You know, from college years and. You know him nowadays. I mean, he he showed little bursts here or there, but you know, like I said, I'm. I'm older. I'm from those school. I know when I see it. I I know when I see that fire. I I see Zion. I seen Ja Morant. Like those dudes are no DeAndre, uh, not DeAndre, but um, De'Aaron Fox. Like certain dudes just have it. Certain dudes just don't. Ben Simmons, Philly. I can't believe you put Philly even in the conversation of like, oh, they they're underperforming. Yeah, of course they're gonna underperform. They let go of JJ Redick and like all their gorilla glue of their team. Of course, they're going to not do it. I didn't expect them to make it pass, to be over the number four seed. Now, I think they're sitting at six right now. And so I really, really, really feel like, how dare you put that? <laughs> you thought he was going to slide that by me? Like, oh, yeah, you know, this and this and this, Boston. Okay, I get you. I understand what Boston, but don't ever put Philly in a conversation like, oh, man, they supposed to have been like the top, one of the top three seeds. Like, get, get out of here. <laughs> I mean, I thought that they're going to carry that over, but, you know, you're right. You know, they haven't been doing good this year. Um, what was I saying? So, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, if I was, yeah, I, looking at Andrew Riggins, I've kind of, like, you know, kind of almost, like, felt like, uh, 
what do you call it's weird but i've almost felt like he was like one of the first people like in my age group who was ever drafted you know who was like around my age that got drafted i think he's like exactly in the same high school graduating class as me so like you know it's kind of like weird you know kind of like that draft class especially i've like kind of followed them a lot and just seeing how disappointing he's been has been kind of disappointing to me especially considering like how much of like a good player how much of like a good athlete he is and all that stuff you know i think about something like you know we were talking about earlier fred van vliet he's someone who was you know he's someone who was drafted in 20 he went undrafted in 2016 you know he went to like a small school he wasn't thought of as like this great athlete or anything like wiggins is he's like this you know six one guy in the nba but you know last year he was making these big like threes in the finals and stuff like that he's playing good well for like mm-hmm. a team that wins games and all that stuff so kind of looking at something like yeah like you were saying someone who has it versus someone who doesn't you know i think it's definitely kind of like an effort thing with Higgins because he has all the physical tools and like all that stuff to be like a really good player he just never seems to really put it together yeah and that's how i feel you know i don't i don't see i'm waiting for that player you know that that generational player that that transcending player that you know could grab the torch because honestly thought it was Steph and then honestly I didn't think Steph was gonna you know shy away from it I thought he I know he changed the game I tell you I'll tell you that he did he did transcend the game but I don't I don't see him you know we losing we're losing we are you know I think LeBron is the last warrior standing you know of the mega stars basketball stars and um you know Kawhi is okay He's all right. I mean, if you if statistically wise and just like for conversational barbershop wise, you know, if he wins another championship, another MVP, you know, I'm going to have to put him over LeBron as <laughs> better small forward than him. Uh, but um, I don't I don't feel he's a megastar. I don't feel he could hold the league and be that guy, you know. And so, you know, yeah, it's really think, sad. Yeah, I think to be like a star star who can like kind of like all the week, like you're saying, you need to kind of have like that charisma or whatever to personality and all that stuff. And Kawhi doesn't have that, you know, if he had that, he'd probably be already thought of as like the best player in the league, to be honest, but like he doesn't have that. So he doesn't kind of get thought of in those terms. But I think someone that could probably take it from LeBron after he like fades out a little bit or retires is probably Luca is the guy that I'm thinking just because of how good he is as a player. You know, he plays for, like, the Mavericks, and, you know, that's a pretty, like, well-known, famous franchise and all that stuff. I think, you know, being all, all that stuff put together, um, you know, they're making the playoffs already even this year in his second year in the league. They're, like, being pretty good this year. So I think that he's probably, I think, the guy who's going to take it after LeBron. Do you, do you agree with that? Or? I like Luka for two years. I like Luka for two years. I, I, I like his game. Like if he could stay in shape, then I like him for four years holding the league, you know, in his hand. But Luca has some, you know, extra body fat too, you know, um, and so you know, and his game does not, his game isn't solely focused on his athleticism, but I, he has to watch his weight. I'm just gonna say it. I like him a lot. I I told you the last time we spoke, you know, Luca's the guy, but. Well, as you know, maybe the it's the coronavirus, you know, uh, like little thing that's going to where you just stare at things too long and you overanalyze things. But I'm like, wow, his body mass is percentage is a little too much for me because everybody talks about Zion 
you know, and, and something about Luca. But, you know, two years, you know, I don't know if he has that that star power, though. I don't know. And it's not because he's not, I don't know, the I don't know. He has to transcend it the way Steph did. Nobody thought anybody could carry the league after, like, you seen the main guy is always a high flyer or someone that could dunk, somebody that could take you off the dribble, someone that's an ISO player, someone that's defensively tenacious. You have to have that all-in-all blessed player, you know, and I feel like Luka can be there, but who really hates Luka? Like, who? I know a lot of people hate LeBron. I know a gang of people hated Kobe. I know a lot of people hated Jordan. If you weren't on their squad, you hated them. I don't. I don't hate Luca. You know, I like Luca. <laughs> you know, I you know, I he, he doesn't that, make me mad. I think that might be because he's kind of like a newer player, you know, and he was before he was coming into the league, he actually had a reputation in New York for being like someone who like talked a lot of trash and was cocky and all that stuff. I feel like maybe it's because he hasn't actually done too much in the league yet that he feels like he doesn't he's not at a place like where he can do that yet. But you know, if he starts doing like really well in the next couple of years, I think that probably that like arrogance or whatever is going to start coming out again. And then Good. I think more I people are going to, more people are going to start like, you know, feeling more antagonistic towards them. And honestly, as a European player, to be honest, they get kind of like a lot of more, uh, I feel like they get some of the antagonism because they haven't played in like AAU with these guys for like pretty much the rest of their lives. So I feel like some of those players do get that, you know, they're kind of like unfamiliar with those guys at first. So, you know, guys aren't like super like friendly towards them at first or anything like that. But no, I think that uh, Luka for sure is someone who can take it after LeBron. And like you were saying with Zion, I think Zion is probably someone who, if he can stay healthy, I think Zion is also someone who can just like probably take over the league too. Just because even in his like limited production this year, the way they've been playing so well this year, I think I, he's been playing so well this year specifically. The team's been all right, hasn't been that good without him. But like the way he's been playing so good this year, I think that for sure Zion is someone that we should be looking at as can be the future of the league as long as he stays healthy. Yeah, and I, uh, Zion, he makes me nervous. I just, I don't know. I have to wait. I have to wait and see. I, but the thing about it is, I'm going to be honest with you, Prashanta. Every single player that I knew that was going to be somebody, be somebody, and carry the league for at least bare minimum two years, um, I knew it from Jump Street. I knew it. I knew it when I seen Kobe. I knew it when I seen LeBron. I knew it when I seen Steph. You know, even though Steph is not that, but, you know, the first three years or the, not the first three years, but the three years of him in that, in that, that playoff contention, getting to the championships before Kevin Durant, he was the man. Um, I just don't, I don't know. I don't know if I see it in Zion. Maybe because I haven't seen him enough. Or maybe because I. I feel like Steph's going to get back to it once he comes back. I think that just because he's injured right now, he's been a little, like, faded from, like, the limelight and all that stuff. He's literally, like, practicing in, like, the G League and stuff this year. So, (laughs) you know, I think that that's kind of what's faded him a little bit. But I think once he gets back and starts playing again, people are just going to be like, oh, damn, Steph is back. Because he doesn't have a game that's necessarily reliant on, like, a lot of athleticism or anything like that. You know, he's a passer. He's a shooter. He's someone who's never been, like, a super athlete. So I, I remember like earlier in his career it was like a big offseason story oh Steph is really gonna bring working on his hops this year he's gonna like dunk like more consistently and stuff (laughs) like that you know so I think like you know he's someone whose game is gonna age really well and 
he's kind of, like you were saying, he's totally changed, like, how the game is played. He's totally changed, like, the gravity of the game and stuff like that. He's a real superstar. You know, he has the personality. He has the game. Yes. He has all of it. You know, just the way, like, even, like, little kids. I mean, you have kids. You know, they really look up. Little kids really look up to Steph and stuff like Love that. Steph. So, yeah, so I think that he's definitely someone who, like, once he's back and healthy, he's definitely going to be out of the face of the league again. If he stops trying to just run off screens, I want to see 2016, 2015 stuff. I want to see the bat, the first unanimous MVP kind of stuff. I know he's older, but your handle doesn't drip away from you. Your athleticism, your handle don't go away that quick. And your shooting never goes away. So, and that's what his game was, you know, that's what we loved about his game. I mean, I want to see that. I want to see, I, I, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I've seen Steph come past half court this year. And it picked him up a little bit under 25, uh, 27 feet. You know, back in the day, you know, you had to pick up Steph literally 32 feet away. And so, I don't know. We'll see. I, I really would like for Steph to take it. But Steph is getting up there, too. There's not too many. I mean, what is he, 30, 31 now? Uh, yeah, something like that. Probably in that early 30s range. He was drafted in 09, and he was a little older as a rookie. So, probably somewhere around that range. Yeah, because Davis and he had, they had to see his game. Okay, talking about this. Let's let's talk about age. I know I'm throwing a, a glitch in the system, but I'm, I'm here to, to, you know, Shake up the system. Yeah, all right, man. I'm here for real. What's up? I'm sick and tired of people saying LeBron James, at his age, nobody has played at that level. It's like, I don't know what the frick you guys are talking about. I don't know if I cuss or not, but you know the word I'm trying to say. Yeah. What are you talking about? I think, I believe Michael Jordan won an NBA championship at the age of 36. And... um. I believe he did it very well. He was an MVP, but we kind of, you already knew Jordan was going to be there. And so I don't get this whole thing of LeBron. Nobody's ever played as well as LeBron at 36. It's like, are we are we really going to start forgetting about Michael Jordan now? Are we really going to do that? That's what we're, that's what we're doing now. Because I watched that man play. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, it looks like uh, his last year, 97 to 98, like the last year that they won that he won a championship with the Bulls. That was like uh the his second retirement basically. That mm-hmm. was his second retirement and uh like I think well, I don't know first retirement. The the that was the second time he left the league after like baseball for the first time. So, yeah, that was after the second three-peat and he was like 35 when they won that year. So, yeah, for 36. Sure. He was 36. I remember very vividly because I really, really thought that no old dude could do that. I was like, okay, they lost these players. This is not going to happen. Nope, they sure did do it. Google's telling me that he was born in 63 and they won in 98, so that is 35. Oh, my gosh. Prashanta, these numbers. Listen, if (laughs) if you're going to do this, you better stop with these numbers. It's about what the eyes and the ears seen. He went to... You don't don't age up a year because of eyes and ears. I can understand if you're talking about... His body. His body was 36. I I understand. Your body can't be a year older than you physically are. That makes sense. He wasn't playing in when he was 36. He was 35 when he won. Your point stands that, like, as an older player, he did really well, and that LeBron isn't the first person to ever do this. Your point stands, obviously, but, you know, you're making a point about 35 and 36. I just wanted to say that he was 35. I kind of sworn he was. Listen, I'm a, I'm not looking at these numbers because I believe I it's believe not, it's stats not num- from the heart. It's not a number though, man. It's not a stat. It's just like the year that he was born. It's a fact. It's just like a pure fact, you know. It's when he was conceived and when he was born and stuff like that. We can't change that. 
his body meter was 38 in 24 days, okay? That's how I seen it. All those NBA I mean, finals. If, I, mean, if you want, I mean, if you want to talk about that, like uh, LeBron's played a lot more years in the league at the same age, and he's played in uh, probably like he didn't have the year off for baseball or anything like that either. So, you know. Yeah, but it was LeBron game being up by the Pistons. Did he get jacked up by the Knicks? Did he have to face a, a really young Shaquille O'Neal? Like, if I mean, we could gauge it on actual the legitimacy of the actual series that they played against each other. I mean, if you, I mean, I'll give this to you. If you want to say, you know, LeBron had more like playoff minutes on him, I guess, you know, because Jordan never took it to a seven, you know, in the NBA finals, you know, and he, you know, he got down to business. So if you want to say, you know, Jordan I mean, took care of business, that also means that he lost before seven games, too. If he never took it to seven games, that also means that he lost plenty of series within six or five games, too, you know. Uh, if he never, yeah, never got to game seven, because he didn't literally win every single playoff series, so that means he did lose some before yeah, he got to game yeah, seven. He lost. He he lost. But long story short, uh, he didn't need a Kyrie Irving nor a Dwayne Wade. Yeah, Scottie Pippen. What are you talking about? Scottie Pippen. Yeah, okay. Scottie Pippen. He had all uh, famers uh, up and down throughout his career. Come on. Scottie Pippen, come on. Like, okay, he couldn't beat the Knicks. He couldn't do it in Portland with a very, very good Portland roster. You have to give me that. That roster was really, really nice. It's not their yeah, fault but they like met Kyrie Kobe and Shaq. Yeah, but Kyrie hasn't done anything without LeBron either. I mean, at least, like, Scottie won some playoff series without uh, without MJ. Like, Kyrie has literally has never won a playoff series without LeBron in his own life. But I believe Dwayne Wade won a championship. Yeah, but like that's Dwayne Wade. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but that's exactly. Like, yeah, but if you want, uh, yeah, but that's still again, we're talking about Hall of Famers here, and they both had Hall. Hey, Dwayne, Dwayne, Dwayne Wade's not better than Scottie Pippen. I would say Scottie Pippen's better than Dwayne. Wade. Oh my God, Prashanta, are we doing this? Are we? Are we really going? You're literally going to say Scottie Pippen, not even probably top tw- top fifteen. Small forwards of all time is challenging. Top 15 small forwards? You wouldn't put him in the top 15 small forward at his position ever? Nope. All right, we can debate this. Ne- uh, next week, we are going to do <laughs> next a, Yeah, next week, we are going to do a top 15 players of all time uh, type of thing. And that's going to that's gonna be something that uh, we hope you guys will enjoy. So, yeah. so But we can debate that next time. But, yeah, Scotty Pippen, not even the top 15 small forwards of all time. I don't know. We're, you might have to do, like, each position top 15 of all time if we're going to do And go do one each. Yeah, because yeah. If, you're, if you're literally going to tell me Dwayne Wade is not better than Scotty Pippen, you have not been paying attention to Dwayne Wade's career. You know, you're talking about throwing a wrench into the system, actually. And, you know, a lot of people <laughs> talking were talking about how uh, – love to talk about how easy it is to play offense in this uh, modern NBA, right? Where, you know, defense is a lot harder. You can't do the same things as ever. I would say that because it's a lot harder to play defense, the good defensive players now would be so much better than the good defensive players of that time is what I think. I think if you put Kawhi on with the rules of like that, like the eighties and the nineties where you could just like shove people around where you could just, um, you know, where you could just like literally hit people and, you know, where you could just smack them around in the paint and stuff like that. I think if you put Kawhi and Draymond in that situation, they'd be even better defenders than they are now. What do you think about that? Yeah, of course. I would definitely believe that. I, I really truly in my heart believe that, that, if you put certain players, any kind of player that is a real basketball player, you could put them in any decade and they'll contribute the same type way, if not even more or better or a little bit less, but not a lot. Uh, Draymond, I'm going to be honest with you. 
I don't know about Draymond. Uh, I I really don't know. You know, he could do all that smack talking. I really see him push nobody. I mean, he kind of moved LeBron out of his way, but it's not like he punched him or like that. If you've seen Bill Lambeer or like Charles Oakley or Anthony Mason or Dennis Rodman, they're punching you if you're stepping over there, over him like that. I don't know if Draymond got that in him like that to 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 be that person. I um I feel Kawhi, like it's because in this era, like uh, people are just kind of like more friendly with each other. They just know each other more since they were like even like kids and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. you see a lot of the guys today come in and they've all like got pictures from when they were like 12 or whatever from like yeah. literally like LeBron's camps and stuff like that. So that's someone that they've looked up to. That's someone who they've literally had like LeBron's name on their jersey. They played in the LeBron James All-Stars or whatever their the AAU team or whatever it's called probably. So, you know, looking at that, they're probably like not wanting to like get like cross him in that specific way because of that. So I feel like that kind of contributes to it. But yeah, looking at yeah. guys like someone even like Chris Paul, who's like a good defender for a point guard now, I think if you put him in like the 80s or the 90s, I think he could have done it even really well then because he would have been able to do even more like, you know, crazy stuff then and be like... People sleep on Chris Paul. Time. Chris Paul is an amazing point guard. They sleep on Chris Paul. I, I, I really like Chris Paul. I don't believe he's the A1, the A1 leader for your team to bring your team to a championship unless you have a really, really strong and simple team. But he's really good. But Prashant, you're not finna do this. Like, you're not finna jade me off. You said something that was just just, just not okay with me. How dare you say Scottie Pippen's better than Dwayne, The Flash, Wade? At what at what point in any part of their 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 uh, illustrious careers was Scottie Pippen better than Dwayne Wade? I mean, in their prime. I mean, I think in terms of if you look at stuff like if you look at stuff like defense and passing and stuff like that, like Scottie was better at that, you know, than Dwayne. I think they have different skills that they're good at. Dwayne was more of a scorer and all that stuff. But I think um, you know, basically, I'm just someone who prefers, I guess. Scotty's game to Dwayne's game, you know, it's not a, obviously it's not any sort of like, what do you call, like a, I'm not saying Dwayne Wade is a bad player or anything like that, I'm not saying that he's not good, but I'm just saying in terms of personal preference or whatever, because that's all what this ranking and stuff like that is, right, like, it's not like we're casting, you know, we're not like the Greek gods or whatever from Mount Olympus saying this is what our judgment is and that's what's accurate or stuff like that. You know, these are our That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. It is Okay, I mean it is Okay, I mean if that's what you're doing, that's fine that's that's fine, I guess. I mean if that's how you see it. But you know, me, I like to be a little more like humble. I'd like to be a little more like a common guy just being like, you know, this is what I think and I'm not like a you know, this is my personal opinion and stuff like that. But I don't know. Scotty's nice. Scotty is nice, but to put him over Flash, I just don't see how in any part of any dimension of any like multiverse you would ever choose Scotty Pippen over Dwayne the Flash. Wait, I'm thinking about it, like I'm running through my brain. Like, mm, what does Scotty do? Play with Jordan. Okay, he stopped a old Magic Johnson in the NBA Finals, where Magic ain't never really seen somebody sits eight to that actually has speed enough to guard him. But that's a different story. And then you got oh, he Magic, took Magic played center. Magic played center as like a rookie in the rookie. finals. Okay, come on, yeah. you can't say that he'd never seen anyone like that to guard him. Like Scott, no, not not as fast, not as fast in his height. Now Scotty did do that. He was, but I don't remember Scotty being a defensive player of the year though, and I really don't remember Scotty. For Scotty's size, I believe Scotty don't really block shots, nor does he grab rebounds. But I believe Flash is the best blocking shooting guard of all time, and I believe the Flash is one of the best rebounding shooting guards of all time, and. 
way better scorer than Scotty. I and assist wise, I don't know if you've seen them passes to LeBron and to everybody else, but all these Scotty doing that like that. And dunk wise, I mean, you got Scotty that did the dunk on Patrick Ewing, pushed him down. But I cannot forget Dwayne Wade's dunk on Andrew Vergeau. And so it's like I just I just don't see it. Like you was not gonna run that past me, Prashanta. Like you can't do me like that. You cannot ever like Scotty. If you want to say Scotty's better than Latrell Sprewell. Mm, we'll talk about that. You, you don't know, have to but... talk about that. Scott, he's obviously better than Latrell Spiro. What are you talking about? <laughs> he was saying, Scott, he's better than Latrell Spiro. We'll talk about, you know, Latrell was nice. Latrell was nice. Uh... <laughs> Wasn't, like, the thing that Latrell is most famous for is, like, choking out his coach, literally. So I don't think that we can really have a debate between him and Scotty for, like, this Did you? I, I, I believe Latrell Spiro led a team to the NBA Finals on what his team? back, and Scotty's never that? done that. What team did he lead on his back to the final? The '98 Knicks. That was come on. That was uh, Patrick Irving, <laughs> Patrick, sorry, Ewing, and John Stark. Come on, you can't put that on. You can't put that on Spree. <laughs> that was Spree. Well, I remember Patrick was out that year because he was hurt. John Starks wasn't on team. You had uh, Chris Childs, Charlie Ward. You had Allen Houston. You had Latrell Sprewell, Chris Dudley. You had Marcus Camby when he was a young buck, and Larry Johnson when he couldn't duck no more. And John uh, Jeff Van Gundy was the coach. And that was I'm sorry, that's the '98, that's the '98 '99 season. Um, so the the championship that they lost to against the Spurs were '99. That's the lockout season actually. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, that, Latrell led that squad. Was that Duncan's rookie year, '98 '99? Mm-mm. His done his rookie year was ninety seven. He oh. was a year after uh yeah, that yeah. that Hall of Fame draft class with um that's Kobe and all the rest of them. Kobe <laughs> and all that stuff, yeah. All that good stuff. But yeah, you're no, there's no freaking way. I, no. Never. I'm not taking that one. Like you said some crazy things in your time with me and us being like like sports buddies, but that one was the craziest thing I ever heard in my life. There's no way. That threw me off. We supposed to have talked about baseball and stuff, and you didn't sit there and slip that one on me. Like, oh yeah, right. I, Scotty, you know, okay. Scotty's better just, no, he ain't. Like, okay. <laughs> okay, we can have a we can have a discussion about baseball really quick. There, it's not America's pastime anymore. That's all. That's, there, there, there's nothing else yep, to say. Yeah, that was about. it. <laughs> that, that's that was it. it. That's it. That, that's all to say about baseball because it's not. There's no debate on that one. Yeah, I know just, when I I was coming up with that question, it's like, "Ooh, this is gonna be a good discussion." It's like, no, it really isn't. It's just not because you know it, it's like the popularity is just not there anymore. People don't play the game as much anymore. Um, you know, uh, all sorts of stuff. I could say all sorts of crazy stuff about baseball players and how they're not as good athletes as other sports and you can just literally be like or you know a guy who is like 300 pounds and can hit home runs and not literally know literally not even know how to run and still be good at baseball but we'd have to go into (laughs) all that what happened to our legends huh what happened to our baseball legends i used to love baseball and now i mean if the giants is doing okay but i you know it's really tough to watch baseball i think and it shouldn't change it i just feel like they just things just evolve you know what happened is the combination of sports uh, not sports uh, steroids and money ball is what really ruined baseball because with steroids you got the you had the uh, implication that everyone was cheaters and all that stuff uh, and you know all that stuff like that so that kind of like basically through like almost like a decade and a half to almost like two decades of the sport into like basically people were like this doesn't count basically almost and there's a giant asterisk behind an entire like 
era of the league and then now with Moneyball stuff it's like everyone has to play the same way everyone wants players who play the same way everyone just wants to either get on base or hit home runs and stuff like that yeah. so there's really like kind of like the nuances of the game have kind of been I think messed I'm here to sh- I'm going I'm definitely going to shock the system with this one. This one's coming in. Hold on, I had to look outside the window to make sure the CIA don't come get me. I really really appreciated the steroid era. In, oh, the, yeah, for sure. In the baseball. I can't I can't help it. I loved what I was seeing. Okay, you want you want me to really you want me to really look out for <laughs> look out for the cops. Steroids are good and everyone in every sport should be doing more steroids. You know, I don't care about I don't I don't care about like, you know, what happens to their body. I don't care if they can have kids or not after that stuff. I want an entertainment I want an entertaining sport, and I want, uh, and and you know, I want like sports to be fun and entertaining. And I don't, I honestly don't care if they do steroids. You know, people have been rumoring that guys in the NBA do steroids secretly for years. They talk about LeBron doing steroids. I don't care. He's an entertaining player. It's an entertainment product as long as there's like good players and stuff like that. Like that era of baseball was really fun. Just seeing everyone hit really all was. those home runs and stuff like that. Seeing you know guys like even the pitchers have like all those strikeouts and stuff like that. Having those great pitchers in that era. That was a really fun era of baseball. And that was kind of like I feel like that was kind of the last era of baseball that people that was, really, really really responded was. to. You know even stuff like the Yankees and the Red Sox rivalry you know at that time was like super hot now i don't feel like it's that hot anymore yeah i don't yeah baseball at that point i mean i had one good run with the giants i don't remember what year it was it was in madison Bumgarner went crazy you the know giants had a, the giants had a few good runs in high school i remember I, because i would get I, I would get very annoyed by that because people would just <laughs> like they were uh, the because the thing was they would win uh championships every alternate year right was they were yeah. winning on the odd years or stuff like that so literally on the odd years whenever you'd, you'd see people like wearing like the giants gear and stuff like that and changing <laughs> all the stuff on their cars whenever the giants would start winning and stuff like that so that annoyed me for a while since you know i'm not like a native barrier sports fan or whatever that annoyed me for a while but yeah you know i think that's definitely something that uh we can uh, that's definitely something we can discuss more but yeah I, i'm glad that we agree that you know steroids are good and uh people should do steroids are good <laughs> and people should do them more and they shouldn't be people should do them more. yeah yeah except in boxing i don't like steroids in boxing oh uh, i have a question for you just a quick one because i know we have we have about like three oh, minutes yeah a couple minutes i'm gonna wrap i'm gonna do rapid fire on you okay and you just have to answer All no right. thinking all right Mike Tyson or George Foreman? Tyson. Kawhi Leonard or Kevin Durant? Durant. Justin Verlander or Madison Bumgarner? Verlander. Uh, Landon, uh, dang it. La- uh, Landon uh, Donovan, do you mean? Yep, exactly. Or Pasha's husband. <laughs> David Beckham. Uh, David, David Beckham for sure. <laughs> okay. Um, David Beckham played. Beckham played in Europe for years and years, man. Landon, Landon Donovan was never that good. Like someone was saying that, like the U.S. men's <laughs> soccer team is like the worst team in the in the world or something like that. And I would definitely agree with them. Like, get that team out of here, man. Who cares? Like, Sit it's the, the it's kid. the only like it's to be honest, it's the only like um, 
like international sport that I actually care about because it's like the only ones. Where, <laughs> it's the only one that where like Americans like struggle and stuff like that. I actually have to work hard for anything. You know, it's not like <laughs> basketball where we're just like unless we really like do badly like we did like um like last year in the World Cup in the basketball World Cup we don't win gold or something like that, right? Yeah. Soccer is the only one where we really have to like try on like the world stage, so that's the only one I really care about. But yeah, we can like no, no, that's not even a discussion. I think David Beckham for sure over. And, okay, and then last one, Alice Ovechkin or Sid Crosby. I'm not too familiar with hockey. I'm not a super big hockey person, but I think just based on like what I hear about their careers and stuff like that, I think Sidney Crosby is more of like the winner and team player and stuff like that. While Alex Ovechkin seems like more of like the individually good player. Is that correct or? Yeah, it yeah. actually is correct. I yeah, I prefer Ovechkin for other purposes. I feel to say it is soft, but um, that's it for another show because we're we've been watching the time. I think we did really good today in staying focused, <laughs> even though you threw that that <laughs> wrench in the system. I like really do really like Scotty Pippen over. We're gonna get into this next week definitely. Yeah, we we might we might just have to just have a day to where or a show where I just disagree with you because or just say what you feel so i could tell you it's wrong in real life that's what we should do i mean i have to i have to bring the takes man this is what this is what the people want they want takes they want argument that's what that's what that's what brings the ratings up i guess so yeah, we're yeah. Gonna have to do that more. but yeah it was a good show man and i will uh, talk to you next week okay all right we uh please uh subscribe to us and give us five stars on itunes all that stuff thank you